Hello everyone, Homecoming Hero here with another episode of the Late Night Sprites podcast, the blog and podcast combo that covers a myriad of video game topics. I'm your host and author, Homecoming Hero, and over on the blog, we have a post about Star, talking about if Star is worth remembering, and coming up on the blog soon is going to be a review of Sonic Colors Ultimate. I've been playing it for the past couple days because uh it is sega september in honor of monkey ball coming up and in honor of sonic colors ultimate i'm covering a bunch of sega franchises old and new and having a lot of fun with it and before i hop into that on the last episode of the podcast talked about sonic mania and how much i love that one so if you want some more sega content check that out but today is going to be a bonus episode playstation announced a playstation presentation which kind of was like a state of play it looked more original and less like um what they did with state of play which state of play looks slightly like a nintendo direct but they did a presentation which looked more akin to something from E3 and more akin to the PS5 showcase we got about this time last year or summer of last year. And so we got a bunch of teasers and trailers and reveals that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about what really stood out to me, but I do have a list right here. And I will say right now that there was a a decent variety but one thing i will say is that a little asterisk is going by this presentation because a lot of the games they showed were slated for next year with no specific date and another good chunk were slated for 2023 or given no date at all so yeah wanting to bring that up uh the show opened up with uh well first of all my overall thoughts uh it was a good variety but i will say that this uh playstation presentation was nice but you i definitely had to keep in mind that a lot of these games aren't going to be out soon and it looks like sony is kind of getting ready to move over to the ps5 exclusively it looks like this year and next year will be the swan song for the playstation 4 um in that late 2022 into early 2023 and onward is going to be solely for the ps5 and that's okay that is that's okay the ps4 has had a really good lifespan and has had a ton of games that I've poured plenty of hours into, whether it's a port or a remaster or something original. The PS4 has seen a good amount of games, and the PS5 definitely needed a boost because at this time there aren't that many PS5 exclusive games. So this this presentation was very PS5-based. There were a couple games that will be on PS4 as well. And even one that will be on PC. And, um, yeah. So, looking through this, um, presentation, 
I'm not going to go through every game because there was well over 10, 15 games that were announced. Some of them really don't speak to me, like uh, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which is a Borderlands fantasy game, or um, Alan Wake, or GTA 5, or Ghostwire, like... Those are games which I highly recommend that if you are interested and you are one of the lucky few that owns a PS5, maybe give the presentation a look. Um, first off, though, it did interest me that we start off with Knights of the Old Republic getting an HD remake, um, which was also confirmed for PC later on in the day. But, yeah, that was pretty exciting. And... Um, as someone who always wanted to play that game, grew up as a Nintendo kid, I definitely am very interested in this remake. I hope it runs well. I hope it plays well. Uh, but I'll definitely need some more information on that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy got shown again. That's coming out in about a month. I'm probably going to pass on that one. But I will be... Uh, keeping a close eye on it and seeing how well it does. Cause maybe if it does well, uh, maybe I'll pick it up, but Guardians of the galaxy was in there. Grand theft auto five. I don't really care for for spoken really interested. A lot of people. So did project Eve. Let's start with project Eve because that was up next. Project Eve is this game that looks very like heavy action related in your fighting, uh, aliens, I think. And it, the music in it was awesome. It's not really my kind of game, but I know a lot of people are interested. And Forspoken was a concept that we've seen quite a few times where somebody from the real world gets trapped in a fantasy world and they got to learn that world and fight their way out of it. Now, that's not a game for me either, but I definitely, uh, if somebody streamed it, I would watch it. So... Yeah, we got a few other games. We got Tachia, which I liked the setting for that game and the art style and the music. The trailer was very charming. I would love to see more about that game. And towards the second half of the show, that's what really spoke to me. There was a lot of like scary horror-like games beforehand, like Alan Wake and Ghostwire and vampire the masquerade blood hunt and there was this game that with the title that i couldn't count uh catch that people were saying was like oh this is like uh looks like amnesia and i it, those didn't really stick out to me those don't really appeal to me horror is probably my least favorite genre of anything don't like watching it don't like playing it unlike say a jrpg or a fighting game where it takes a rare one for me to actually play it, but I'll, I'll watch other people play it. So first off, we get this trailer. We get Insomniac and we get Marvel. And you, you see a man at a bar. And someone pulls a knife on him. And he responds by pulling his claws. Insomniac is doing a Wolverine game. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. I thought it was going to be Spider-Man. I thought it was going to show like maybe a Spider-Man villain, but nope, it was it was Wolverine. And I have to say I am so 
excited at the idea of Insomniac doing other superheroes besides just Spider-Man. They hit it out of the ballpark with Spider-Man. They hit it out of the ballpark with Miles Morales. They had a win this year with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So once again, I have to give them kudos. Uh, Wolverine getting uh, his own game will be super fun. Uh, a lot X-Men hasn't really gotten a video game recently. They've mostly been teamed up with other characters, whether it's in the mobile games or that upcoming tactics game or um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. The X-Men haven't really gotten their own uh, game to themselves. And knowing how well Insomniac handles it, obviously I wonder if Magneto is going to be the big villain. But no matter what, being Wolverine and traveling around in an open world and doing if it's anything like the Spider-Man game, but just playing as Wolverine, you'll probably, my guess is these are just blind predictions, but my guess is that you will get a motorcycle to travel around in the hub world. Uh, combat will still be leveled up. You'll probably get really cool abilities. You'll probably be able to self heal because it's part of Wolverine's character. Um, you'll probably run into other mutants, which would be really fun, but this might be Wolverine's kind of game. Maybe you'll get like missions from Professor X or something. Um, I don't know what time period this could be. This could be pre-X-Men Wolverine. This could lead into an Insomniac X-Men game, for all we know. Uh, but the sky's the limit. Uh, this teaser definitely filled me with a lot of excitement, and I definitely want to see more. I am 100% on board with that. And after Gran Turismo 7 trailer that felt like it ran on for a very, very long time, we got someone getting hit up against the life post, and there was lightning and electricity. And then they revealed Peter Parker, and they revealed Miles Morales. And then they revealed Venom. And then it said Spider-Man 2 2022. And, or Spider-Man 2 2023. I, I wish Spider-Man 2 was coming out in 2022. With, uh, with No Way Home coming out towards the end of this year. And uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2 coming out next year. But it's coming in 2023 and I can't be more excited. I know this game is a long ways off. Spider-Man and Miles Morales are two of the reasons why I own a PS4 to begin with. Spider-Man sold me on my first ever non-Nintendo console ever. And Venom is going to be there. There are so many loose ends left over from the first two games. It looks like both characters will be playable. I am beyond excited. Peter already had something kind of like the iron spider suit. He was using though, like the claws on his back. Uh, he already has a new suit. Miles's suit that he made in the game looks amazing. I, I can't, I'm, I can't wait. Spider-Man two. Thank you so much, Sony. I cannot wait. Insomniac studios, Spider-Man one and Miles Morales were the first Spider-Man game got me through summer of 2019 when finances were a little tight and it gave me a game to play for hours and hours with a gripping story and wonderful characters and 
humor and heart and action and drama and all of that. Miles Morales, though a smaller game at a bigger price tag, still was my game of the year last year before this podcast started. Uh, Playing through 2020 and going through the pandemic, I had several games that I would nominate as like my favorite games for the year, depending on what part of the year it was. But my overall game of the year last year was Spider-Man Miles Morales. I highly recommend both of them. Seeing this excited me like no one's business. I am so excited. Both look amazing. The Wolverine and the Spider-Man. So those two in Knights of the Old Republic are the games that are for me that I will personally be getting day one when they come out. Those are the three. A lot of the other games, Guardians is maybe on a sale and maybe a couple others. And then the, the presentation ended with God of War, Ragnarok, which I will probably watch people stream it looks great. It looks like it's going in a very interesting story direction. And the developers are saying that this is the last of the God of War mythos to take place in Norse, uh, in the Norse region. So I'm very interested to see how this game ends because I figured it would get at least a third, if not a little bit more uh, with how successful the first one is. But they, they want to tell a complete story. Uh, I'm interested to see what this story looks like, if there would be DLC maybe that would lead up to the future of the series, but who knows. But I did want to say that overall, this was okay. They spent a little too long on some games and a little too little on others. Also, the start of the presentation was some kind of chess match. I I don't know what they were going at. They didn't showcase any video games. It was just people playing chess with real people. And then the pawn got a crown and they got checkmate and they all won. So I have no idea what that had to do with anything. And that was like five minutes long. And I was in a state of complete confusion the entire time. But overall, if you're a fan of scary games, there was quite a bit here. If you're a fan of action games, there was quite a bit here. There was something here for everybody. Um, There were games that um, definitely will stand out to some over others. And I will have to at least compliment this presentation on the variety. I am beyond excited for Wolverine, Spider-Man, and the Knights of the Old Republic remake. But I will acknowledge that they are a long whiles off. But at least, at least that means that by the time they come out, I will hopefully have my hands on a PS5. I uh, personally, kind of going a little off script here, off of my notes, personally, I'm in the camp of Horizon Forbidden West is coming to PS4, so I don't need to get a PS5. In my book... Spider-Man is kind of the biggest push for me to get a PS5 because I don't know what's going to come first between Wolverine or Spider-Man. Wolverine had no date. Wolverine had nothing. Spider-Man was given a year, so that's what Spider-Man has over Wolverine. Um, But I will say 
that Spider-Man 2 is probably my push to get a PS5. I feel like this will be given a year more and Horizon Forbidden West and God of War 2 were on both, just like how Miles Morales and Sackboy were. And they are helping PS4 owners be able to get some good experiences while they wait to get a PS5, and that's fantastic. I will say that... Um, uh, how do I How do I word this? I still need an incentive to get a PS5. The haptic feedback and the lack of load times and the backwards compatibility is nice. But to me, new games is what pushes the system. I didn't want a Switch when they announced it with um, Breath of the Wild and Mario Kart 8 because I didn't see the like need to rush and get a Switch. But then Splatoon 2 and Mario Odyssey and all these other games were getting announced. And then I got the push to get a Switch. And I'm glad I did. It's one of my favorite consoles ever. This is the same with the PS5. I got the PS4 in 2018 with Spider-Man. And that gave me a good enough library. So personally, when it comes to the PS5, these are just my thoughts the library needs to grow a little bit to really incentivize paying that kind of price for the console when I have other games on other consoles that I still need to get to, both retro and modern. But that's just my thoughts right now. Uh, it was a very interesting presentation. We got some good stuff, but a lot of these games are ones that we are going to have to wait for that potentially can get delayed even into 2023 and 2024. But it's okay because there's plenty of games to play now. Thank you for listening to my thoughts and reactions to this presentation. And the podcast will be back again soon with more, um, more Sega content as we go further and further into the month of September. Thank you and have a wonderful night.